Hey, hey, everyone. It's Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of AV Trade Talk. Today, I'm catching up with Access Networks, and particularly Bryce Nordstrom. I'm sure you've heard of his name. You may have interacted with him. Who knows? He might have even provided you some specifications for a network. You never know. I tend to see Bryce about everywhere I go because he's kind of always out in the field working with integrators, working with, with the field, and helping everybody understand the proper way uh, or the foundational aspects of a network. So that's what prompted the conversation today was just sort of wanting to catch up with Access Networks. We're just a few months out from CDA Expo at this point. They, of course, will be an exhibitor there. And uh, and so I wanted to give you a little bit of framework for what Access Networks does, why you should know about the company, and, and sort of what their specialties are. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Bryce Nordstrom. Sir, how are you? Good, Katie. How are you? Doing great, doing great. It's great. kind of funny to be talking about CDA Expo already. I mean, the point of the recording, this is uh, just the first week of June, but it is really, really is right around the corner. And so as we start uh, shifting gears a bit and looking looking towards that show, we still have Infocom to get through, but um, for the residential side of the world. But definitely want to just, uh, as I said in the introduction, so get the audience sort of up to speed on Access Networks, what you guys do, what your specialties are, and, um, and all of that. But before we dive into the company information, share with us a little bit about yourself, what you do, um, you know, what's your, what's your experience, what you do now and, and, uh, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, just to touch back on that, we start talking about the next CDA right after CDA ends. So <laughs> it's nothing new for us to be talking about CDA in June. No um, the, uh, what I do for access networks is I'm the, the chief sales officer. Um, so I'm basically a sales guy. I run all of the uh, sales and marketing for access networks. Um, I've been in the industry for 10 plus years. Uh, I've been with Access for six, almost six years now. Um, and, uh, I've, you know, integrator, started out as an integrator, started out way back in car audio in the 90s um, and, and have just grown into this position in this company and uh, really enjoy spending a lot of time in the industry. So, yeah, you know, it's funny that you mentioned car audio, and I don't know that we've ever talked about that much, but car audio in the 90s, it's amazing how many of us in the industry that um, can can tie back to that, that that is being the start of our career or or important part of our career. Oh, yeah, it, it's there's a lot of people out there that you bring that up and they're like, oh, that was me, you know, <laughs> it's pretty <Yeah>. interesting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think it ultimately comes out as just another way to tinker with toys and and technology and, and, uh, you know, car audio definitely had its, definitely, I mean, it still is going, but it definitely had its heyday and and I think in the 90s, it uh, was a lot of fun. But anyways, we're not talking about car audio today. We're talking about networking and in particular what Access Networks does. So um, now that we've gotten to know you a little bit, let us, uh, let us get to know Access Networks a bit. And I always kind of like to approach these things from, you know, not only what you guys do, but what's your specialty and kind of what's your why? Right. So, I mean, Access Networks, uh, we do a couple of different things. We, we distribute some brands. Uh, we're a Luxel distributor, a Surgex distributor, um, a Ruckus distributor, and we also provide our own um, Access, or Access Networks product that's um, built by Ruckus. Um, and then our, our, you know, our kind of our niche and what, what, we, what we are known for is our custom network solutions. And that's a, you know, soup to nuts, uh, complete network solution that is plug and play uh, designed specifically for a project. So we have design process where we um, get all the information from the integration company about the project that they're working on. And we, we design a network for that project um, from router all the way through to the access points, monitoring uh, security services for the network. It's a, it's a complete turnkey solution. Uh, it's very easy to deploy. Um, I actually just did one last weekend, uh, you know, a, a smaller network for a friend of mine that I ordered from the company and um, uh, I was in and out of the house in two hours. So, and that was in, including terminating the wires and installing the access points. Wow. So, you know, I, I, I talk about this stuff um, a lot and I'm in front of dealers a lot and uh, talking about how easy this stuff is. And I also do it. So it's not just me saying it. It's, it, you know, I, I did one last weekend. So I, I know how, how quickly these networks can be deployed. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that um, that you probably can't say enough about when you're talking about. I mean, with really with any brand, but particularly with networking, with the access networks in particular, how fast that deployment can be accomplished when working with a company like yours that, that will do the pre configuration and, and really kind of carries that that 
this won't, I don't mean this to sound condescending, but a superior level of knowledge and understanding of, of the total ecosystem, as well as how the products, the specific networking products need to be tied together in order to best serve that, that project. And, you know, one of the things that I often hear is what I love about access networks is they allow me to not have to worry about having that level of knowledge. You know, I just, I know who I need to talk to and I know that in so doing and in talking with access, they'll, they'll, make the right decisions for us. And so we don't have, we don't have to carry that burden of knowledge. Yeah. I mean, you know, part of a partnership is guidance uh, from, you know, from both partners. So they guide us on, on what they're trying to accomplish with the project. And we guide them from a network perspective on, on how to accomplish that. And, uh, and that partnership is, is pretty evident in the, in the design, especially in the design build systems that we create. Uh, you can see how how that process goes, and when you have both partners are engaged and they trust each other, um, that that um, pr- produces large dividends in the end for both companies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, I think in this in this day and age of of worth outsourcing is is kind of being done in every aspect. It, this is one way to consider it, but from a positive, very positive manner is that, you know, you, you can outsource this service to a company like Access Networks and, and still have, um, be able to provide your clients the level of expertise that you need, um, but also be able to deliver with confidence because, you know, you've got, you know, X, Access has your back, so to speak. Um, and so, you know, I, I want to use that as a little bit of a segue because part of the strength of access networks, I'm sure comes from your partnerships and with the, the other, you know, with the company that you keep, so to speak, um, in the news lately has, has been a conversation about your partnership with Domotes, um, as well as Sophos. I know there are others. So, um, talk about those two since they're the, sort of the most recent, but then also, um, you know, give us a little bit deeper dive about the different types of partnerships you have and sort of where sure. that comes into play. Sure. So, I mean, obviously the biggest partnership that everybody knows that we have is, is Ruckus, um, and you know that partnership continues to deepen and widen as we uh, bring more and more products under the Access Networks brand that they're building for us. Um, you know we have we have switches in the works. We have a couple of new access points coming out uh, relatively soon, uh, and we're going to be you know shipping the the switches under our brand as well. Um, and that's you know that's about that that's, that partnership works both directions, right? So it works for us because we can create some a little bit more um, brand. Uh, you know, people relying on us as their brand instead of relying on a broader IT market. And then it also um, increases the level of partnership we have with the dealer uh, because we're offering them price protection and things that they can't get um, from the broader IT market. So, you know, we've, we, we don't make necessarily more money on each individual product sale because it has our brand on it. Um, but we do protect the dealer. So hopefully they make more money. So then that comes back to us, right? That's, that's, it's the long-term goal. It's not the short-term gain. So, okay. um, and, and we create those same partnerships across other brands. Uh, recently with Sophos, uh, which was announced um, just recently, and we actually, um, I think it was North American uh, New Partner of the Year or something like that, um, and we were at their, their big sales kickoff event in, um, in Las Vegas, and we got an award. And, you know, this is a company that we've just started a relationship with not one that we've had a relationship with like Ruckus for the last 10 years, um, but they've fully bought in. And you can see that in the way they're uh, dealing with us and how they're handling us and what they're offering us. Um, just to give you an example of, of the level of partnership that we've already created with them. We started shipping some, some firewalls that they had in the entry level model with some of our systems. And this is gonna be going out to some of the dealers. We have those systems in the field now, and they just released a new model. And they are offering to replace our entire inventory with the new model and also allow us to replace everything that we've already shipped with the new model. And it's not because there's something wrong with the old one. The old ones are fine. We were actually, they're actually allowing us to keep that inventory and do what we want with it. But what, they're, what they want is they want our clients and our clients' clients to be on the latest model so that they can handle the, new, the firmware that's coming down the road. So there's a you know there's firmware revisions that Sophos has a roadmap for for security, and they want to make sure that they that the models in the field have that processing power required to to last for the next four or five, six years because we're including four years of of security services with those systems, so they don't want to have to replace the hardware in two years because the firmware outgrew the hardware. So that kind of partnership 
with with our ability to to go and advocate for residential um, integration companies with these large IT companies that would IT manufacturers that would really pay very little attention to the market unless there's something somebody really fighting for them. And that and that's what we've been able to do with Ruckus, and that's what we're doing with Sophos. Um, and and so we're really proud of that, and we're really happy that we've found a partner like we found in Ruckus in Sophos that is is willing to stay engaged and and really, you know, like we talk about having the dealers back have our back. Yeah, yeah. So it, it definitely um, paints a paints a pretty brilliant picture. The uh, the award was the Sophos Regional Partner Award that that you guys won. And see, I knew Haley would give you the right title. See, you know, uh, <laughs> it's it's in, it's in the show notes. Um, but th- I mean, that is really really impressive, and particularly because they're putting a spotlight on the on the new partnerships um, and and sort of the excellence by which um, you guys have risen to to that challenge. But I think being you know especially notable coming from a, a company and a brand like Sophos. I mean, congratulations. That's <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That's that. That's just awesome. I'm sure uh, guy and, and and you guys, you know, the whole team. I mean, you must have just been so proud about that, and you know, knowing that that uh, how that drives the team. I can only imagine what. Yeah, what we were, we were caught off guard by it. We didn't expect it. Um, yeah. So, and that's and that's that's the best kind, right? That's the best Absolutely. kind of award. The ones you know you're going to get aren't, aren't really awards. <laughs> absolutely 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 so it, one of the other things too that i think that it, it really illustrates and i want to i want to point this out and then have you speak to it but it it definitely to me suggests that um sophos also recognizes uh access networks and the av you know the av world this this channel is being not just viable but also um capable of being uh, you know significantly high performer for them in their world um you know sort of that it to av um convergence i know i said that you know there's that buzzword but you know talk a little bit about that because i think that definitely to me it it seems like a very strong indicator yeah i mean you know when we when we when you when you start to talk to a company like sophos and even even still when sometimes when we talk to people at ruckus and we start telling them about what we do um and you know the people that we're talking to typically aren't the people that would buy a system from an integrator that we would sell us that we would sell a network to. So if that makes sense, because it's usually like the board members of the companies <laughs> that would buy the kind of systems that integration companies provide. It's not necessarily the, the sales guy or the, or the marketing guy that, you know, or the engineer that we're talking to at these companies. So they're caught off guard by our industry. They don't have a grasp of, of what the industry involves and the type of systems that the, the integrators uh, and dealers in our, are able to install and how large the projects are. And when you start going through scope and you start talking about how these, what these projects exist as and, and how they are deployed and the scale at which they're deployed and the size of the homes, and you start putting this all in front of them. And then you say, you know, we have 1,500 or 2,000 dealers that do this kind of work nationwide. Then, they, then the wheels start turning. And, but it takes somebody with experience to go in and say that it, it, you can't just, and, you know, and, and sometimes proof of numbers, you know, you have to say, okay, this is how much we're doing with ruckus. And this is how much we're doing with this brand and that brand. And, you know, and, and then you say the wheels start turning and, and, and that becomes um, a, a part where they start to realize where they can with access networks and the relationship that we create, they can create a very strong revenue stream without heavy lifting. Yeah. And, and, and so for us, that's an advantage with our relationship with them because we want it to be easy for them because if it's easy for them, then we can ask for more. Right. Right. And the more that you're capable of asking for it, obviously in turn, then that's more of what you're capable of delivering to, to the integration community. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that's, that's killer. Um, and there's a lot more to that too. So those of you listening in, um, you know, Bryce is really just scratching the surface of this, which, which I know from prior conversations, but um, you know, definitely if this is, if you're starting to understand sort of the importance of these things, um, definitely uh, Bryce will provide his information at the end of the show, but get to know access networks, you know, search them on, on Google. Um, we'll get to all that con- contact info towards the end. But continuing on, um, it, another partnership also recently announced was with Domotes. Um, talk a little bit about that and sort of, you know, kind of why, why that uh, transpired and what the, what the integration community benefit is. Sure. Um, you know, we looked at Domotes a while back. Um, I guess it's probably been three or four years ago. And 
at the time they didn't have a structure that worked for us um, from a management perspective to manage um, the ability to put monitoring devices on every custom network that we create. Um, but they've grown a lot. Uh, I think everybody realizes that they've, they've strengthened their game. Um, they've created a totally different structure within their, their um, program to be able to handle an MSP, which is technically what we are a managed service provider. Um, and we're able to now leverage the systems that they've created. And we had another partner that was doing really well for us um, and had some really great tools. And just like anything, you know, one, one company will have tools um, available to them and then other companies will see that and go, well, we need to figure out how to do that. And, you know, the moats added some features that they didn't have back when we, when we started with our other company. Um, and then they created this MSP model, which made management for us um, and, and having multiple systems in the field under multiple integration companies, almost a no brainer. Um, that combined with the additional feature sets that they've created for their enterprise plan, which we utilize a, a, a portion of those features. Um, and it's, so we're not doing the basic $3 or $6 plan with our systems. We're including more of the enterprise level because there's certain things that they, that they include that we wanted to, and, you know, we could obviously get into the weeds here, but, um, I don't want to do that. They, they could, uh, we have more tools available to us than, than the standard integration company would at the $6 a month plan. And, and that, that for us was the kind of the deciding factor. They added the tools, they've got this MSP model. And now we're looking at demotes going, okay, they're, they're the winning horse in the, in the monitoring game. Um, there's some other great products out there and they're great products. If you sit inside of the, the product category in which they support. So you've got Oversee, you've got Backpack, you know, you've got these other brands, but they only support, really support really well the products that, that, are, that they design for, which is their own products. So, you know, Lotbox and Arachnus and all these other brands and with, with Backpack, it's PackEdge and, and Control4. Demotes isn't, isn't uh, beholden to anybody. So they can go out and design whatever or add whatever features they want for any product as long as those other manufacturers are willing to pay ball, play ball or that stuff is accessible. And to us, that's really appealing because our networks aren't designed for any specific other type of, you know, third-party product. We're not designed for Savant. We're not designed for Control 4. We're, not, we're designed for all of them at the same time. So having a monitoring company or a monitoring device that allows us to be um, flexible is, is extremely important. And with the MSP model now, you can add in those um, the the dealer as an additional management, uh, or have the additional management capability for the dealer, so that they can have alerts and do their own thing, and not really affect what we're trying to do with the with the device and with the, the alerts. So okay. that is a huge advantage to us, and um, and it just heightens our game. Demotes uh, is very very uh, engaged with us and wants to know about things that we want to try to accomplish that maybe they don't have features for, you know, it's the same thing that we go through with Ruckus and also with Sophos is, you know, we have ideas that would make our systems better, make the experience better, make the end user's experience better, make it easier on the dealer. And we provide that information back to these manufacturers and they listen and they, and they take that stuff to heart. And, and we see changes made based on that, on that partnership. So that's a and that's a really good point. I want to I want to kind of touch on that um, is the fact that you talk to them and they listen and product development uh, perhaps even the roadmap um, changes as a result. And so I, you know I kind of want to call that out because that it's it perfectly illustrates the depth of the partnerships that you have and and how connected you are to the needs of the integration community. You especially being also an integrator, um, you know I think that's that's. It really, that's kind of a unique aspect that it also is something that I, you know, I really kind of want to, I want the integration community to understand is that you, you're coming from the field, mm-hmm. but it isn't a scenario, you know, I was talking with D-Tools recently, we were kind of joking about that whole cliche tagline anymore of, you know, made by integrators for integrators, you know, and that's, everybody kind of says that anymore, but I, you know, I think especially for you, because you're currently working, you know, in, in that space, you've got a very good understanding for the challenges. So peer to peer, um, uh, assistance kind of being the point and how readily 
readily available. You, you make yourself, but also have the Access Networks team. Um, so a little bit of a PSA there, but from for the integrators listening into this, that's you know, that is a very big part of what Access Networks offers, um, and really is there to be a resource and um, you know have the expertise or experience that that you may not have. Um, you know, don't don't feel bad about that. Rely on them and, and you know take pride in the fact that that you've got they've got your back and and they're on your team, so to speak. Yeah, a large a large portion of the you know a lot of people probably don't realize this, but a large portion of the the people that work for Access Networks came from integration, um, and you can say that about some of the other manufacturers out there, but you you usually don't say that about an IT company. Um, IT companies typically don't hire away from integration companies. It's usually the other way around. Integration company hires away from IT company, and um, and and the reason why we think that's important is because you know I look at our engineering staff and. and there is several of the engineers um, on the guys that are answering the phones and programming the systems are integrators. They, they came from that world. Um, a lot of my staff on the sales side actually owned or worked at integration companies one time or another. Nathan Holmes, our technical trainer, has managed multiple um, companies across the country. And the, the, that's important because of being able to relate. Um, you know, relating to somebody... Uh, especially the, the, the people that you're trying to do business with is, is pretty important. <laughs> I had a guy call me today trying, trying to sell me a, a user's list and he could not relate to me. And I just kind of said, you know, you're talking, <laughs> you're going to, you're talking to a fence post at this point because I'm not, I'm not listening. So because you have nothing to relate to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but even if what you say next is brilliant. Yeah. I've, I've just tuned you out already. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. yeah. 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 All right. Well, so um, so good good insights there, but also you know good good points made about um, you know what you guys offer to the community and and, and the resource that you provide. Good segue there. Um, Ace training. Um, talk a little bit about the Ace training offering and what um, sort of what a typical day in the life of a of an Ace training event attendee um, sure. is like, and sort of where uh, where they learn more about that too. Yeah, so Ace, Ace Training is, is a traveling roadshow. Um, you know, I've got uh, three or four people on my staff that are really making this thing work. Nathan Holmes, obviously, the technical trainer, is doing the brunt of the, of the work. Um, and basically what Ace is, is a full-day course. Um, the, the morning is uh, sales indoctrination. So it's product. It's probably the boring part. The first hour is the most boring part of the whole day because we go through product. And whenever you go through product, people's eyes roll back into their head and they start drooling from the mouth and, you know, things like that. And um, so we, we try and make that as minimal as possible. But we also, um, in, the, in the sales portion in the morning, we go through basic design, network understanding. And the sales portion, uh, the morning session is really designed for anybody that wants to show up. So when we make an invitation in a specific territory, and these are done by territory, so usually the rep is the one that's outreaching um, to, to the dealers. Uh, the, the morning session is available and open to anybody. The rest of the day, um, mid-morning through lunch and on, is really designed for hands-on technical tech guys. So guys that are in the field doing programming configuration, troubleshooting, those kind of things. Um, they actually, that's a pay-to-play. So you have to pay to be there for the whole day. Uh, currently, it's 250 bucks for the whole day. Um, and you get lunch and you get some swag. So it's not, you know, all is not lost. Um, but there is pre-rec. So there is some online prerequisite for the people that are going to be staying for the entire day. And it's not easy. Uh, a lot of people think pre, you know, um, prerequisite stuff that's done online is going to be, oh, I watch a video that I don't really watch. And then I answered some questions and I get a, an A and then I move to the next one and I get another A and then I go to the class. I can tell you firsthand, if you don't watch the video and you don't listen to what Nathan's doing and, and pay attention, you will not pass the, the test. Um, they are very specific questions. Um, and they're not meant to trick you. They're make, meant to make sure that you know what you're doing. And um, so that prereq is done. And then those guys show up and he goes through, Nathan goes through the mathematics of Wi-Fi uh, so that they understand why Wi-Fi works, how it works, what the downfalls are of the mathematics. Meaning, you know, if you, if you have the ability to connect at 900 meg throughput on wireless, are you actually getting 900 meg throughput? No, probably not. You're probably getting 30 to 40% of that. And just those kind of things. And he shows you how that all works. And then he takes you through the product. And we bring in Ruckus and Access Networks product. And we allow them to be able to, you know, hands-on. And they can ask questions. And Nathan walks around the classroom and goes through everything. 
um, and they they it, it's usually those classes usually run longer than they're meant to because people just get so engaged with finding out as much as they possibly can about what we're what we're showing them. Um, and I can tell you that when we started doing ACE, it's been over a year ago now when we started doing these, um, and I think we've trained over 500 people already. Um, that when we started doing these, we we saw the integrators that showed up at these events um, had a couple of, uh, there's a couple of things that happened. Number one, we saw their average sale price go up. Um, it's not by huge amounts. Uh, it, it's by, I think it was somewhere between eight and 10%, but that's significant when you look at doing business with somebody. Um, and it's not because they're just selling more expensive products it's because they understand how to sell more expensive products and, and why they need to present these things to a client in a certain way. Um, and then the tech support incoming tech support calls have actually gone down for those companies because their techs are, are, are trained. They have a better understanding of what they're doing in the field um, from everything from design deployment all the way through the troubleshooting. And so that's beneficial to both of us. That means that their engineers and their techs are spending less time on the phone because they're not calling us. Right. And that means that they're getting more done. Um, and then if they're, if they're, if they're buying more expensive products from us, that means they're selling more expensive products, which means their revenue dollars are up. So, that's a, yeah. And I think that that just touching on that point of the, the lowered um, tech support cost from an infrastructure standpoint, um, that is truly significant. And I'll a quick plug for another show that I actually just recorded prior to this uh, with Haley Patterson and Aaron, um, Aaron, Finch, I believe, from Acoustic Architects, um, and we were talking about outdoor networks and sort of the importance of, um, you know, the types of products and, and considerations that you need there. So we talked briefly about this, the, the importance and value of keeping everyone in their lane, and I think that this, this really um, illustrates that quite well, which, you know, focus on putting the area of expertise with those individuals who have the bandwidth and the resources available to them to, to provide that, the best experience on the other on the other end. Um, and so, you know, I think that's one of the things that you guys really kind of provide is, is the ability for everyone to stay in their lane, but for the exceptional service and the exceptional level of service and performance to be achieved, um, no matter what the integrator um, has, you know, on staff, so to speak. So yeah, I think that's really cool. And we just kind of can't talk about that enough. You know, I think that's one of the things that um, people maybe don't know enough about access networks. And from where I sit, you know, I, th I think you guys are one of the best kept secrets um, in the industry and, it, and sort of by design, because, you know, the network is, is sort of a foundational aspect of, of an installation and it's, you don't necessarily see it or hear it, but you absolutely do see okay. it here when, it, when it's not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you see and hear the benefit of when it is done. Right. So, um, you know, it's kind of one of the, the hidden gems um, from the industry perspective, but it also is, you know, yeah. Foundation. yeah. The other thing I want to point out too is that uh, we don't just take their money and run. So the 250 that they give us, and as long as they have people that pass the class and pass the hands-on, they do get an account credit um, that's worth more than $250. So there is a benefit to the ownership to put their people through um, these, these classes. And, and we recognize that and we recognize that their time is valuable. And that's why we, we give them an account credit. Uh, for the company to use towards a future purchase. So yeah, yeah, and that it, that's a that's a good point, and it, you know again kind of points to and ways to to decrease cost overall. Um, you add the expense at the front end, but but you get it back once once your technician completes the course. So um, again, so this was uh, talking about the ACE training that Access Networks provides. Uh, where do people find that in particular? Is it best to go to the website? Is there a particular page or location? Yeah. So right now we don't have anything on the website. Usually um, we were working on that. We'll have something up here shortly. Shortly. Um, and there's actually going to be the way to register and everything like that on, on the website, on our dealer portal as well. Um, right. right now, the way it's done is by territory. So we, we um, plan and schedule the data out well in advance, and then the reps are given all the information, and then the reps do the outreach. Right now, we've got one coming up. Um, I think Texas is next week. Um, I think we've got one in Dallas and San Antonio. So if anybody's in those areas, if the classes aren't full, we can handle 16 people for the full day. We can handle up to 30 usually in the morning for this, the sales and design portion of it. Um, and then after that, I think we have two in June, one in Chicago and one in, uh, in Minnesota with frontline sales and Orion in Chicago. Um, so 
those are really uh, the ones that I know of right now that are fully scheduled out. Uh, we, we are going to be doing a Southern California one probably late July. Um, and then we'll slow down pre-Cedia and uh, because uh, Nathan has a lot of training to do for Cedia and he's got to prepare for that. Um, so, and then after Cedia, we'll be back out on the road. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, touch lightly on this. We didn't uh, kind of throw on the statue left field, but CDX, Expo, you mentioned that, that Nathan will be doing a lot of training there. Last year, as I walked by, uh, I think it was the day before the show actually opened, uh, and there was a bunch of training going on, as there always is, um, training and education being offered and before the show floor actually opens. And Nathan mm-hmm. Nathan had this huge ballroom, and, and I set it up that way because he was like this tiny little speck at the front of it, and damn if I ever see it wasn't filled and there were guys standing on the side of the room and this yeah. was talk about networking. And, um, and I understand that that was the case at several of, of his sessions. So um, now is that sort of the setup that, you know, uh, how many integrators go to his sessions? What's he doing at Expo this year? Do you, so you know, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I think we're doing uh, wire. I think we're doing something about next generation wireless with um, Wi-Fi 6, 802.11ax. And then we'll also do our, what we did last year, which is really a, a network, a network uh, pitfalls kind of course on um, you know how to design a network and what the pitfalls are and I think last year we split it into that and video over IP um, this year I think we're going to roll because video over IP is becoming more of a standard now um, it's it's you know it's not as much of a mystery as it was a year ago uh, which is kind of crazy that it was only a year ago that it was kind of a mystery um, and uh, we, so I think we're going to re- roll those two kind of into one session. And then the, the wireless is going to be another session. Um, yeah, last year we had our rooms were 150 capacity. And uh, we maxed out, I think, everyone except one session. So the thing, about, the thing about access networks training at these is we are the manufacturer, you know, quotations. Um, and we are putting the, we are paying for these. These are free classes. To, to for the dealers to attend to. So we pay to go do our, our presentations. We make them um, we make them as applicable to anyone in the industry, even if you're not an access networks dealer. And the the reason why is because educating somebody usually leads to um, to further conversation. And that's what we found. We had so many people walk into our booth after they went through the training and, and just wanted to find out more about what we trained them on and then also want to find more out of, about our product. And, and so the, it's, it's, these are beneficial even if you don't buy access networks. They, people should attend. They should listen to what Nathan has to say because he's extremely smart about all of these things. He has a ton of really good information, tips, and tricks. And, um, and he's got an, a, a really long beard. So if you, you know, if you want to show up and, and just stare at his beard, you can do that as well. Well, beard uh, and tattoos. He's got really cool tattoos. So that's yeah, important. Yeah. Unfortunately, you don't see a lot of those. That, that, you can see those in the evening after. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, just the amount of information that he has and, and how he presents is, is very valuable. And, it, and, and again, we, we do focus a little bit on access networks during these presentations, but it applies to anybody who's doing networks. Yeah, and Nathan also good good point to know is Nathan's really actively involved in the CDA Tech Council. Um, so you know, rest assured that if you're to Bryce's point, you know, even if you're if you're not doing anything with Access Networks, these courses still are incredibly valued just from a, a foundational knowledge standpoint. But also looking forward to the future uh, and what's going on in the category and what you know the types of things that integrators are going to need to take into consideration as as this continues to evolve. So um, really quickly, want to point out so the the sessions that uh, Bryce was talking about that Nathan is teaching. Uh, since this is a CDA Expo thing, go to the CDA Expo site. There's a drop down off the top bar nav. There's a drop down for education. You can search, find, register, etc. all there. I will point out that um, registration is open for CDA Expo right now. And according to the website, it's one day, eight hours, 17 minutes, and 57, 56, 55, 54 seconds uh, for, for registration uh, discounts. So again, that's on CDA Expo's site. So check that out. Um, okay, so Bryce, that's uh, you guys are. I, I know you guys also have some other things going on at the show. I've got some scoops. I'm not going to drop them here. We'll wait. We'll do another session with you before before the show there. Um, but I want to shift gears a little bit and it kind of um, talk us through a couple of applications and um, you know, if you will, just to sort of help round out um, how important the network is and and where your products come into play, particularly with um, sort of 
let's just start with streaming systems um, and then maybe just go from there into some of maybe more complex and uh, types of things that integrators should consider and sort of where you guys specialize. Okay. Um, I mean, so as far as, as far as all those things that are concerned, as far as streaming or IOT devices or, or things like that, um, there's a lot of things to consider when you start talking about, um, you know, what type of streaming somebody's doing, uh, what kind of devices they're using. Uh, specifically when we are talking to an integration company about our products and about how we do things, uh, we have a list of qualifying questions that we would like them to ask the end user to make sure that we're supplying the right solution. And a lot of it's based off of, off of streaming. It's based off of um, devices. So we want to know what kind of devices they're using, where they're using in them, uh, meaning you know, uh, we, we talked briefly about, uh, you talked earlier with, with Haley and Aaron about outdoor, you know, is the expectation that they can be out by the pool streaming high definition video and still have 200 of their closest friends in the same backyard with them? Because that's a different type of scenario than I never go outside and I just want to sit in my office and punch away on a keyboard and that's where I do all my video watching. We, we, we want to make sure that when we're asking these questions, that we get a we we help them help us paint a picture of of what that network needs to look like from the end user's perspective, and that's what these um, these uh, these qualifying questions that we we go through in our trainings um, are about. And when we when we really start to to drill down, you know, you, you look at one person's usage and then you can look at a whole family's usage and then you can look at how that family exists in their residence and, and, and all of those things start to affect the, the network performance um, and what the expectation is. Okay, okay. Good stuff, good stuff. So um, one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit with you in particular um, kind of a, a little bit of a segue, but talk about things that the integration community, integration pros um, need to know about sort of the security or safety side of the network. Um, and some of, you kind of some of the baseline, uh, you know, obvious things that you should absolutely do, but then also sort of at the higher level, you know, once, once you're kind of working with sure. maybe enterprise grade or, or not enterprise grade, I'm sorry, but larger scale deployments, you know, what are, what are some of those things they should be taking a look at? And- yeah. You know, over the last couple of years um, we've had more and more um, uh, dealers that have come back to us and, and we, and we're getting involved more with, especially on these high end residential applications with uh, security audits. So um, the homeowner will have an IT staff or an outside IT company come in and do a security audit on, on the residential integrator who provided one of our networks or even their own network. Uh, sometimes they just buy, buy wireless products from us and, and we're not on the wired side of the network. And, um, and these security audits can kind of open your eyes about what the vulnerability is um, for the end user or what the, what the exposure is for the end user and how vulnerable they actually are. And what it's come down to is there's a couple of things that, that, that integration companies really need to pay attention to. One is their exposure. What kind of promises are they making to the end user when it comes to when it comes to security, uh, infosec, you know, information security? Um, and do they have a, a, either a plan or do they have paperwork in place or contracts in place to protect them from? Typically, what happens is you know an outside uh, entity accesses the site and creates an issue or uh, human. Error, you know, somebody gets an email and they say, you know, we'll click on this attachment and you won $5,000 or something like that. And they click on the attachment and bam, downloads a, 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 um, a virus into their system. And now, you, now the homeowners, you know, lost their whole computer and everything on it. And, and you know, they're blaming the integration company because the integration company didn't tell them about these things. And so you have to be, you have to, they have to be proactive in protecting themselves from a, from a liability perspective. So there should always be integrators by, based on their lo- location in the country should be working with either a lawyer or some other entity that can provide the information and the paperwork that they need to have, to have them released from that liability because you cannot predict human interaction um, and, and, and the errors that somebody might make. Um, you know, I, you see it in companies that are 
well protected, um, you know, fishing attacks, whaling attacks, these kind of things. And, uh, and somebody opens something up and suddenly the company's down for a day because the, the virus spread everywhere. So um, that's one part of it. And then also is making sure that you're, if you are going to provide these services, that you're using a company that is, is, is proactive in, um, in updating their database and updating the threats. And, that, and that's one of the reasons why we've partnered with Sophos. Uh, they provide next-gen firewalls. Um, they provide uh, three, you know, 365, 24-7 um, updates for threats. Uh, there's a list that go on and on about all the things that they can do. But still, all with all those things, there's nothing that can stop somebody clicking an email if that, if that threat got through on that email. And that's the thing that we, we try and educate dealers on all the time um, is how do, how do they uh, pr- protect their company from that kind of liability um, and I think it's actually a, a bigger issue outside of, of access networks. I think it's in our dealers. I think it's a, it's an industry issue. It's an industry issue. Um, you know, a lot of these IOT devices, the homeowners are adding IOT devices to their networks. A lot of times without dealers even knowing, you know, they put in a great network, they put in a great system. Dealer finds this widget doodad that does this great thing. And they go, I want that in my house and it's Wi-Fi, and they just enable it and it works. And, you know, that thing gets breached and now you got a security hole and, the, and they're calling the integrator going, this thing's not working and, or it caused all these issues. And the integrator's like, I didn't even know you had that installed in your house. Um, th- this is the world that we live in. So uh, having your ducks in a row and having documentation to protect your company is, is, is extremely important. And um, unfortunately, it usually takes a fairly decent investment to have that, that all set up. Which isn't necessarily the case with access. Well, I mean, so we, we do, we do a lot uh, as far as the the security prevention is concerned, but, but we don't provide the paperwork. Um, We don't have a contract for every state. Um, That, that's something that, that the integration companies need to, to work on on their own. And, you know, I look at other entities out there like Cedia and, and HTA and, you know, buying groups, whoever you want to look at as all of these companies could be help could help facilitate this from a nationwide perspective, but for, for a company like Access Networks or Luxel or Arachnus or PackEdge to go out and actually, you know, go to all 50 states and have documentation created, it, it's extremely expensive to do. So um, these organizations that are designed to help integration companies should be the ones that, that really start to work on that. Yeah, yeah. There was a, uh, a case study. I was just looking on your guys' website to see if I could find it. I couldn't put my finger on it quickly, but um, kind of a deep dive focus on uh, Shelly's stereo in uh-huh. California and, and it, you know, sort of how your relationship started. But um, and it kicked off with an infosec um, audit, and and they kind of explained that. So uh, that that story is out there. If you're interested in in learning more about it, we'll again contact information at the end. But kind of good, you know, again peer to peer conversation, or you know, illustrating um, you know directly from the integrator's point of view is how they got involved and in, in the benefits of doing that. So I always yeah. have to kind of point those out. Yeah, one of the things that we that we don't have, there's a couple of things that we do that we don't advertise, and one of them is is partner with the integration company from a business perspective, in doing these um, security audits. Uh, if somebody expressed a lot of interest in that, and um, and it makes sense for both of us, meaning, you know, it makes sense for them from a company perspective, it makes sense from us from a business perspective, um, then then we will get involved at that level. Uh, you know, if you're if the reality is if you're a two or three man application or a two or three man uh, operation that probably doesn't make sense to do this kind of thing. But when you're talking about a company like Shelly Stereo, there's been another, another, uh, a number of other companies that we've dealt with and done the same thing for a security audit is, you know, you have people, you have large installation uh, tech, tech staffs um, and they, people come and go, you have turnover, you have all these things and you, there's a lot of exposure there um, that I think a lot of people don't even realize exists until we start to audit it. Um, and a lot of it, we don't, we can provide the network and we can provide the infrastructure, but there's some things that integration companies, um, from a security perspective, just have to take on, on their own. And, um, they can hire a a local IT company to do that kind of stuff like desktop support and making sure everybody has individual logins and, um, that they're not using blanket user admins and things like that. There's just some very basic things that, that a lot of companies, um, 
uh, you know, are, should be aware of. And uh, we're happy to have those conversations really with anybody, but doing the audit is usually a certain size company and up that it makes sense for. Yeah. And you know, as you noted, you know, it's especially important when you're talking about integration firms um, specifically, you know, as far as uh, InfoSec, both for your own firm, as far as, as also what you put into play with your clients, but, you know, employees leaving, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter how large or small the company is. It's very, very disruptive. Yeah. And you've got, it's a t- it's all about time. You've got to move fast to make sure that any access points, not the physical product, any, any electronic access points that that former employee had that you've cut those off. And then you've also made sure that, you know, any other linkage is, is broken. That it, that in and of itself takes a lot of time. But when you start thinking of the additional complexities and the client systems that these individuals may have access to either directly or indirectly, it's a really big deal. And I know, um, you know, in talking talking with those in, in the community, it's uh, everyone knows what a big deal it is, but it also is really hard to, um, to sort of address at least for one's own firm. And I think, you know, it's kind of that cobbler's shoes scenario. Um, but you know, it's, it now is a really good time to be thinking about it. Um, and especially, um, you know, as, as new products and new technologies are coming online and I suspect too, Bryce with 5g coming, um, you know, additional complexities coming down the pipeline that, you know, better to take kind of care of some housekeeping now, both internally and with your clients, um, and prepare for the next wave, which is, is, you know, a whole new ball game. So, yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're a small company and you're planning to grow, it's better to start these things when you're small because it's really hard to do when you're big. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, I, you know, I feel like we've kind of talked, talked through the, at least five layers of, of the access networks, uh, uh, of world of access networks, but anything that we've missed or any, any sort of specialties or differentiators for you guys or things that you offer that we, that we haven't mentioned? Um, you know, not, not necessarily. I mean, there's, there's a couple of little things that we're working on. Uh, one of the big ones that we've just started that was, has really become a lot more evident in the, in probably the last year is site surveys um, yeah. and doing Wi-Fi site surveys. And we've, we've partnered with a company called Ekahau. Uh, we're hoping to add their products to our uh, distribution um, brands. And uh, Nathan went and spent a week with Ekahau and, and uh, seeing how they do things. We've done site surveys before, but before we were using a different partner. Um, Ekahau is the preferred partner for Ruckus, uh, along with a bunch of other IT brands. And um, they have some great tools, some great hardware for doing site surveys from the entry level, four or $500 to as much as you want to spend on-site survey equipment. Um, but we're looking at adding this as an additional part of our ACE training, maybe into a two-day type of training where, you know, we do our, our, what we're doing now the first day and then we add next level stuff the next day, like site surveys and maybe switch configurations, those kind of things. Um, and we probably won't do those as, as a traveling. We'll probably bring people to us uh, for that. But, but site surveys are a huge thing right now and they're very important, especially, especially if, your, your homeowner or end user says, I want to make a, be able to make Wi-Fi calling because I've bought this really expensive house and there's no cell service where I live. Um, if they want to use Wi-Fi calling and they want to walk around properties and, and have consistent Wi-Fi calling and not drop calls, the only way you're going to get that accomplished 100% of the time is with site surveys. You're not going to do it just winging it. It's not going to happen. Um, we, were, we've have, we have several properties out there successfully six acres of Wi-Fi calling, seamless roaming. And, um, you know, there's technologies coming down the road that may, may not make that um, something that you need to do. But site surveys are a good way. There's a couple things you can do with it. You can make a lot of money doing them because um, it's just manpower. And, uh, and, but then the other thing is it protects the company because you can guarantee the outcome and the performance for the end user. So, uh, and it'll set your company apart from what a lot of the other companies are doing because most companies don't do site surveys. Uh, so if you start offering that, even if you offer it as an included f- fee in your, in your proposal or included service in your proposal, it's going to set you apart. So the money is going to, the investment in time and money pays dividends to the company from a performance and, um, and deployment perspective and pays pe- dividends to the end user from a, from a purchase perspective. So um, that's one of the things that we're really hot on right now is site surveys. 
Yeah, and it's funny that you bring that up because in this other conversation, I was telling you did another show earlier, um, Aaron Flint with Acoustic Architects, he mentioned that at the end of the conversation and said he kind of gave you guys a shout out, but specifically for the, the site survey. And he was commenting that he's they were just getting ready to um, do some photography for a project that they finished down in Miami. You may be aware of this one. Huge project, had some issues up front um, as they were taking the project on. And, and he said it was through the site survey that a lot of uh, the kind of the very meaningful elements of why this project was going to be so challenging came to light. Um, and, uh, you know, through, through that process, they were able to kind of iron out wrinkles way in advance not, you know, before they even came really into, into play. So a um, little bit of a pitch there, but this is the site survey and the importance of it. It's just it, it funny that you mentioned this because an hour ago, a, an integrator was just commenting about how yep. critical that was. So this is the success of the overall project. <laughs> and he even made the comment that, you know, it was, it was particularly important for this project because of the, this massive scale but yeah. that it it doesn't it that wasn't the point of of the brilliance of, of what you guys do that it's available all the time to anyone um, yeah. yeah that's it's, yeah site surveys are, are are something that people can train themselves up on relatively quick and they can they can make an impact um pretty pretty out of the gate it's not something that you you are going to learn over time it's something that you can learn right away and, and make an impact and and it's important you know, there's some things that the broader IT market has done for years um, that we are just now starting to realize that we should probably be doing. That's, you know, site surveys is one of them, and then certifying cabling is the other, making sure that we're certifying all of our cat category cable that we run, even if it's for video instead of data, um, which a lot of times are the same thing now. So important stuff. Yeah, yeah, important stuff. You heard it here first from Bryce. Uh, well, good. So let's wind let's wind this baby down. Um, we talked a lot about just sort of the you know access networks and what you guys um, are are doing recently. Partnerships, uh, Sophos, Domos being two of the more recent ones as you as you talked about. Um, let's shift over quickly to uh, looking forward. CD Expo um, takes place in September. You guys will be there uh, in booth thirteen twenty six. Uh, you're also doing training. Um, so for those of you who are interested in learning more about access networks or the networking category um, around CD Expo and how you can get closer to um, closer to the team or get some training, cdexpo.com is the site. You can find all the information there. Bryce, share with us a little bit um, access networks contact info for, um, you know, I guess maybe for general inquiries, tech support, uh, anybody else you want to name and then social media handles if you can. And if you don't have those handy, no problem. I'll team up. I, I will not have those handy. So, I mean, obviously the easiest way to get a hold of us is, is one of two ways you can pick up the phone and dial it. Um, 661-383-1900. Uh, that'll get you directly into the, the phone system and then you can pick where you want to go from there. Um, we also have, probably the, the best place to start if you're a new dealer or, or interested in becoming a dealer or possibly an existing dealer that has questions about anything that we discussed or anything else, uh, sales at access CA as in California.com. Um, that will pretty much get you anywhere you need to go. We have other email addresses for design and support and engineering and accounting and all of these things. Um, but if, unless you've already signed up as a dealer, if you've signed up as a dealer, you already have all that information. If you're not, then the best place to start is sales. Great. Great. Okay. And for those social media information, for the most part, at Access Networks is the handle across the social sphere. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. And I think that's it. Well, I should have known that. That's pretty easy. I know. I know. That was a good, <laughs> that was a good setup for you. But I, I got your back. Just like you've got integrated back, I got you. So um, definitely check them out and follow the company, follow Access Networks on LinkedIn. Lots of good content posted there, obviously on the other social media platforms as well. But um, Bryce gave great information and great depth here. Really appreciate the time and uh, you know taking the time out of your day. I'm sure your, your email is blowing up as is your phone. So I'll let you get back at it. Um, and I think at this point, gosh, it's going to be just a couple of months before I see it. But downtown, beautiful downtown Denver in September, CDX, those place to be. I'll catch up with you guys there. Again, booth 1326 at CDA Expo. A little bit ways out, but uh, get into the rhythm now. Start following the company. Get to learn uh, more about networking in general at the show. So, Anywho, this has been a conversation with Bryce Nordstrom of Access Networks. I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of AV Trade Talk. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch on another episode.